Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. KCBS Radio, original podcasts. Dating can be bleak, like dating online. And... It's hard. And, you know, meeting somebody in real life, I think, is a really exciting thing that everyone wants to be a part of. And then, ironically, we take it back online. For the majority of the single population, dating is a lengthy set of trials and tribulations. Even before the pandemic, meeting people in person has become a rarity as more and more people turn to online resources. Not that those make things any easier. With a vast array of dating apps now available, the number of faces and swipes on Bumble, Tinder, Coffee Meets Bagel, Hinge, Grinder can be overwhelming. From KCBS Radio, I'm Natalia Gravich, and this is Bay Current. And let's say you actually manage to sift through the chaos, find someone cute, sustain enough of a virtual conversation to get to the next phase and meet in person for a date things can go south in a matter of seconds. They don't look like their picture. They're rude to your server. They are constantly checking Twitter on their phone. They work in cryptocurrency. Or all of the above. And just like that, you're back to the drawing board. Well, in San Francisco at least, one woman is trying to help the lovelorn population find a connection, literally. That's what started the entire misconnections concept was people would write these into Craigslist and sometimes they would be found. Um, yeah. But somebody wrote one in to Overheard San Francisco in the DMs one day and I just thought, I mean, there's so many people that live in the city that follow this account, it's a small city, like maybe we could actually find this person. Overheard San Francisco is an account on Instagram that highlights the city's funniest, snarkiest, and zaniest qualities of its population. It does so through user-submitted overheard comments, conversations, and jokes people make throughout the 7 by 7 square miles of the area. If you follow Overheard San Francisco, recent posts would be like... Yeah, well that dude's Polly. He's not Polly. He just cheats on his girlfriend all the time. We'd been chatting online, and after we agreed to go on a date, he sent me a link to his Calendly. Sorry I didn't text back. I was in a sex dungeon last night and didn't have access to my phone. There are also accounts for LA, New York, and other large cities. For Overheard SF, Emily Bernstein is the wizard behind the screen. She filters the submissions and adds her own quippy commentary when it's appropriate. She is also the brainchild 
behind the account's newest and most beloved feature, the missed connection stories. Do you run Overheard by yourself? Like, how many of you are there? Like, how does this work? Yes, not by myself. Um, I I don't think that would be humanly possible. But <laughs> we are we're a very small team. Um, we have about like eight people working full time with some people working freelance. Um, and it was started not by me, but our founder started it in LA. Okay. And then um, shortly after that started over in New York um, and then overheard London. And then I entered the fold with overheard San Francisco because I'm from, I'm like born and raised in the Bay area and he needed oh. somebody who knew the city to run the account. So that's kind of how I ended up. I started Overheard San Francisco as like my little pet project while I was working another job. And then I ended up coming onto the company full time. Um, and so now I work on all the accounts. So we actually, um, I'm trying to think if I'm missing anything. We have a, and we, we have a few branded accounts. And so we have all of those cities covered. And then um, depending on what time of day it is, if you're talking to somebody in one of the accounts, you might be talking to me. If it's San Francisco, you're always talking to me. Okay. Um, and then I, you know, it's it's my hometown. So it's kind of my like precious baby, even though I, I do work on the LA account as well. Um, and I started the misconnections whole thing in San Francisco as like a social experiment in 2020, I want to say late 2020, early 2021. And oh, okay. then um it was such a runaway success that we started doing it on all the accounts. So we now do them on LA, on New York. Um, so San Francisco was the was the ground zero for Missed Connections. Yeah, yeah. And it was a really fun one too. And it was just one of those things where, um, you know, I, I have to give credit to whoever wrote in. I wish I remember who it was, but <laughs> somebody sent in their, I mean, we have to give all of our credit to Craig and his list because that's you know, that's what started the entire misconnections concept was people would write these into Craigslist and sometimes they would be found. Um, yeah. But somebody wrote one in to Overheard San Francisco in the DMs one day. And I just thought, I mean, there's so many people that live in the city that follow this account. It's a small city. Like maybe we could actually find this person. And I was so overwhelmed with the amount of people that wanted to help. I mean, you saw it. It's really fun that you've like been through this. Exactly. <laughs> as a misconnection person, like the amount of people that wanted to help and just get so involved, even if they're just like watching along, um, was insane. And, you know, the ones that we've been able to connect on like very little information are, are just incredible. And it's just so much fun. And it's so exciting when we do. No, and and that's something like everybody loves reading them because they're just so like kind of heartwarming and, you know, everybody wants to be involved in like kind of a cute story, right? <laughs> totally. And it's, you know, like dating can be bleak, like dating online and it's hard and, you know, meeting somebody in real life, I think is a really exciting thing that everyone wants to be a part of. And then ironically, we take it back online, <laughs> but um. It's also just, especially over the last few years, like social media is filled with a lot of really dark and not great stuff all the time. And, yeah. you know, our accounts are very snarky and funny and like satirical. And I actually think misconnections are like the most wholesome thing we do. I mean, they're still really funny, but they are at the end of the day, like a very feel good 
thing. And I think that's just what's really fun about it. I mean, I get a little out of control with like the jokes as we go along, but at the end (laughs) of the day, it's still a really good. Yesterday's misconnection on San Francisco. Oh, the bowling. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like that one was, you know, ended up just being an entire conversation about bowlers and giving head. But I will say that it's still, you know, coming at it with wholesome intentions of finding the person. Absolutely. (laughs) You don't always find them. So. I actually met Emily before this conversation as a missed connection. It was a typical Sunday at the Fort Mason Farmer's Market in July. I was with a friend looking for stone fruit, shallots, and maybe some fresh flowers. My friend hopped into line for some dumplings while I perused some vegetables. I don't drink coffee, but I'd gotten a non-caffeinated beverage from Equator across the parking lot. As I studied a particularly beautiful tomato, someone asked me where I'd gotten my coffee. I was about to correct him that it wasn't coffee, but I was immediately distracted by the adorable, chunky yellow lab he was toting with him. I don't have a dog, my schedule is too hectic, and my apartment is too small, but I'm one of those people who has to stop and pet every dog I see. And this thick boy was no exception. When I started showering him with love, I learned the pup's name was Wrigley from his owner, and that's when I noticed the owner himself was pretty cute. We chatted for about five minutes about the farmer's market, being from the Bay Area, and of course, Wrigley the dog. After a while, my friend joined us with her dumplings, and feeling awkward, I told the guy I didn't want to keep him any longer and waved him off. I felt instant regret that I hadn't seized the moment and asked for his number. With my friend's encouragement, I turned to Miss Connections and submitted my story. Here's what I wrote. Hi, I'm not sure how this works, but I've seen this on your stories a few times. I met this really cute guy at the Fort Mason Farmer's Market this weekend. He was wearing blue and had a baseball hat on. We started chatting about his adorable chonky yellow lab named Wrigley. We were talking for a while and I was going to ask for his number, but my friend rolled up at that exact moment and I felt too awkward and missed the opportunity. Maybe you guys can help? The account messaged me back a few days later, thanking me for the details. And then I forgot about it. A week later, out of the blue, I heard back. It was time. The story went up on their page, and with a matter of just a few hours, the San Francisco community had helped me track down the dog's dad, and we connected. Emily was kind enough to email me, offering to send me and my connection on a date. He and I did go out, and while it was a fine enough evening, the chemistry wasn't exactly there. Annie hates cats. Huge red flag for many of us ladies. But the experience was incredibly fun, and it got me wondering just how successful these endeavors typically were. Fortunately for me, Emily was more than happy to share. What's your success rate? It's a great question. I think it has gone up. Um, That has a lot to do with the submissions we decide to take on and um, the amount of people that are now involved in them. I used to say like half and half, but I really think it's like 70-30 now with solving them. I, I say success in that we find the person, but sometimes like there was a guy in LA that we found recently and it was so satisfying to find him and then he was married. So (laughs) it might not be, it might not be a success for the couple, but it is a success in that we found the person. But (laughs) I think that's what makes it just really like real. Like it's, it's not, you know, it's completely winging this thing live, which I think is what makes it fun to tune in. 
Um, sometimes it's really messy. Like, of course, you know, I don't know if there's been a really messy one on San Francisco yet, but we had like one on LA where the guy had a girlfriend and he was flirting with somebody he shouldn't have been. And then he like posted an apology video because he was worried about being in hot water. Like it was such a mess. And it's just, you know, it's, it's completely unscripted. It's completely live. And we just have to figure (laughs) it out as we're going. So we get a lot more submissions now than we used to, obviously, like as it's gotten more and more popular, more people send them in. Um, and it depends what people give us, you know, if they're not giving us a lot, it's, you know, it's not likely to, to work out, but if we have enough, we, we know we can find a person. So then what's your, or do you know what your success rate is for people who actually move on to the next step, you know, go on the date? I don't have an exact number because a lot <laughs> of them, a lot of them want to remain private. Um, so we have found it's, it's almost like reality TV, you know, like, I don't know how many we've, we had a couple and I think the most couples that have moved on to the next step are from San Francisco. So okay. say what you will about the pure good intentions of people from Northern California, <laughs> but I think it is. Um, but we had a couple who went on a few dates and would send in pictures. It was great. Um, we have a lot of like first and second dates. No, no marriages yet. <laughs> I always promise to live stream the first one if we do. Most of the submissions she gets are great. But for those who just spot a hot person across the bar and were too nervous to strike up a conversation, you might be out of luck. Emily has a lot of criteria for what she posts on the Overheard story. I have the Emily Bernstein school of is this a misconnection or not, which I've created guidelines for. Okay. Um, I need there to be some type of meet cute or connection happens. What we get a lot of is I was sitting at Phil's and I saw this really, really hot guy with brown hair. Can you find him for me? And we get a lot of those. And it's like, okay, one, there's a lot of hot people here. And two, like, we can't just be finding hot people that you've seen in public places because we get into, not only is that a needle in a haystack, but we also get into like consent and we don't want to be stalking people. So those are automatically ruled out because, you know, if somebody sees a hot person from far away, like you guys didn't talk, they could be married. You you have no idea what's going on. Um, But when there is a connection where you have a conversation or you exchange names, which is amazing, but it doesn't always happen. (laughs) Um, Or you have a detail like a dog or, you know, something (laughs) like that then it's really helpful. And I know that you guys actually had a conversation and there was some kind of connection there. So we, we have solved one on LA based off of, um, a lot of flirty eye contact, but that was the only time that was the only time we solved one based on eye contact. But otherwise I try and say, if it's a hot person, like, I wish you luck, but we need you to have talked or something. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. And we do get names more frequently now. You know, people get a name, which is like getting one of those. It's like dessert day. You know, it's so much fun. It's like, okay, we're going (laughs) to find this person. (laughs) Yeah, I imagine that makes narrows it down a lot more (laughs) if you get it. Details help. I mean, it's hard when it's like I was talking to a guy who was six feet and had brown hair in the marina. And it's like, okay. Yeah. It helps if they have a cute dog with a cute name. Dogs have solved so many of these. Like, you'd be amazed. I think, I think the first one had a dog. 
Emily is talking about the first missed connection submission she ever got on the account, now around two years ago. It was something straight out of a Hallmark movie. A meet-cute at a Christmas tree lot. The guy had a dog, of course. The two bantered over picking out the same tree. The guy was found, and the rest is history. Most of the people who find themselves the subject of a missed connection post enjoy the experience. No one has ever gotten upset with the account, according to Emily, but there have been a few awkward stories here and there. Sometimes the person who's been tracked down is married, or is not interested in the person trying to find them. Nobody's ever gotten upset because we keep everything, we default to keeping everything anonymous. Um, You know, again, it's a big deal to have like your profile and your name blasted to hundreds of thousands of people if you didn't consent to that. So um, we've never like outed a person without their consent. So even if it was the married guy that we found, for example, like you know, he was anonymous, so it was okay. It was just a little bit awkward. Um, but yeah, nobody's ever been upset. And everyone is usually a really, really good sport if they <laughs> submit and we don't find their person, you know, because we we all tried our best and we're all in it together, which is why I think it's so fun. Emily loves the hope that the stories bring other people as well. She also has been floored by just how many people want to help others find love when these stories go up. It's gotten to the point where she needs to mentally fortify herself and her phone every time she posts a missed connection. It's insane. I mean, San Francisco is a little bit calmer because it's just (laughs) a smaller account. Um, But, you know, the messages are just like blowing up all day. Um, L.A. and New York, when I do the missed connections on those cities, because those accounts have several million followers it's like my like my phone overheats and and I'll, like I I have to get a new phone because of the misconnections it's like breaking my phone because we'll get like hundreds of messages a minute of just like oh. people who are not all of them tips but just like people who are sending things in or being like, this is my friend whatever it is and we try and like post as much as we can in real time but it's crazy because if like five minutes go by without an update then you get like another hundred messages that are like, updates, please. What's (laughs) happening? We have to know. And I'm like, I think they think it's like this big company and they don't know. It's just this like one girl in her apartment (laughs) with her cat who's like, I'm going as fast as I can. Like, I'm really, really trying. There's more of us that work at the entire company, but the misconnections are entirely me. So how long will you spend on on each one? Because mine, I was shocked. You guys solved that in like three hours. I was like, that's really impressive. But I imagine it's not always that fast. (laughs) No, I think the record, there was one, the New Yorkers are incredibly efficient. I will say there's just something about New Yorkers. Like the New Yorkers solved one once in like 20 minutes. Um, That is not always the, we had a name though. That's not always the case. Yeah, sometimes it's a few hours. Sometimes it is all day. Um, Unfortunately for me, sometimes like it turns into like it'll be 10 p.m. and there's tips coming in and it's just like, at what point do I go to bed? And then we continue this tomorrow because it's just like we haven't solved it yet. Um, We had one once go on for like three days. Oh, wow. Okay. But usually they're contained to a day. Because I start them in the morning and I would say by the afternoon, we usually find the person or by the evening, we've usually found the person. Um, if 
we're not going to find the person and it's been like 10 hours and we have no real leads, that's usually when I say like, you know, thanks for playing guys. We tried our best. If we get any leads, we'll post them. But just because logically at that point, like if nothing's coming in, then we're not going to get anything. And then the story is going to expire the next day because yeah. these are only up for 24 hours. Emily herself started the misconnections when the first submission rolled in because she wanted to see if this was actually something that could be pulled off. She had no idea that it would balloon to this point, that the account's 371,000 followers would pull together to help each other in this way. Although the other accounts, like LA or New York, have a larger following than San Francisco, Emily believes that San Francisco is special and is glad that she chose her hometown as the guinea pig for this experiment. I, again, I'm biased because I'm from San Francisco, <laughs> but I think the people have more like earnest intentions. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a less like, this is a whole separate debate about, you know, dating in LA versus dating in San Francisco. I know it's hard in both cities, but. Uh, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> but San Francisco, there's a lot of people who come, I've noticed like they come very, desperate's not the right word. But they come, they come very like, I'm so tired of dating online. Like a lot, I think there's just so much excitement when you meet someone in real life because it is such a rare thing nowadays. Um, so we get a lot of people who are just like so excited to have met somebody not on an app. It's, you know, and, and app dating exists everywhere, but I do think app dating is huge in the city and, um, San Francisco is also like pretty small. So I, I think there's like an intimacy with San Francisco, which is why it's my favorite account to, to work on because it is, it's a smallish city. People know people. Um, there's only so many places to go. Um, it's just not such like a sprawling suburban landscape the way some of our other cities are. So <laughs> Yeah, there's a really cool intimacy with San Francisco, which is why, one, I think we solve them a lot because a lot of people know people. It's just a smaller network and then just some like funny, sweet characters. Emily herself is newly engaged and no, she did not meet her fiance through a missed connection. But her story just fuels her desire to help others find their person too, one Instagram direct message at a time. I will say just like, keep submitting and if anyone is listening to this and they have a misconnection or they I mean one just try and get somebody's name but also details 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 you know and a dog always helps a dog always helps look <laughs> at their ring finger we haven't but I mean you also never know in San Francisco like somebody could be in an open marriage so <laughs> I guess you. at the same time <laughs> I guess at the same time you shouldn't necessarily take that as a no but yeah. Um, yeah, thruples or, you know, we're open to all kinds. All that good love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but it's, um, it's really fun. It's probably like one of the most like intense, like at the end of the day, like I, I like sleep so hard after a miscontrol. Like, it's just like, it's really, really intense. Like I think like emotionally and like, it's just crazy and it's the crazy amount of like work and back and forth and everything, but it's, it's so much fun. That's why we continue to do it. Bay Current is a KCBS original podcast. This episode was narrated and written by me, Natalia Gravich. Special thanks to Alex Fontana, Karishma Paradia, Mallory Samara, and Greg Wong. 
Matt Pittman is our editor and executive producer. For more Bay Area stories like this one, subscribe to Bay Current on the Odyssey app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.